Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. of debate amongst Christians is whether one can ever lose their salvation. Once we come to Jesus, can we ever lose that connection to God and our eternal reward? There isn't an easy answer to this, with some believing that once we come to Christ we're set forever, with others believing that it may indeed be possible to lose our salvation. Both sides have scripture that they can call on to support their views. Both sides need to engage with scripture on the other side in order to wrestle through the issue fully. Churches and denominations have split over this disputable matter, and the emotions surrounding it can be high. That being said, as fair warning, for those who believe that one can lose their salvation, today's verses would be ones that are used to support this view. Paul continues speaking about Israel, Gentiles, and the salvation that comes by grace in Romans chapter 11, verses 17 through 21, which says, If some of the branches have been broken off, and you, though a wild olive shoot, have been grafted in among the others, and now share in the nourishing sap from the olive root, do not consider yourself to be superior to those other branches. If you do, consider this. You do not support the root, but the root supports you. You will say then, branches were broken off so that I could be grafted in. Granted, but they were broken off because of unbelief, and you stand by faith. Do not be arrogant, but tremble. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. So using this metaphor of a tree, and branches that grow from a tree naturally, of course, and other branches that might be brought in from another tree and grafted on to the original tree, Paul uses this picture to talk about Gentiles. Gentiles are like branches coming from another tree. And he also talks about Israel, who are like the natural branches of the tree, the tree being the Lord. Paul points out that it's like Israel was broken off of the tree and the Gentiles, the wild olive shoots, were brought into the tree from outside. Israel rejected the gospel and so they were broken off. The Gentiles received the gospel and are now attached, welcomed into the presence of the Lord. But Paul writes that Gentiles should not get cocky about this. Israel is the natural outgrowth of this tree of the Lord. We Gentiles are only nourished because of the Lord and because of what Israel has done ahead of us. Gentiles can't in any way claim superiority since we came in later. We are late to the party. They have walked with God much longer and everything that we are enjoying has been built upon Israel. We have been grafted in, we have been welcomed in, but that couldn't have happened without Israel being there first. And yet, even though God loves Israel, Israel was removed. Their branches were broken off because of their stubbornness, their unbelief. And we have come in by faith, but just to be clear, Paul writes, do not be arrogant, but tremble. For if God did not spare the natural branches, Israel, he will not spare you Gentiles either. Now that line should make us tremble, and it would seem to pretty strongly challenge the idea that we are saved once and forever, and that can never change. It is apparently possible for us to be broken off from the Lord just like Israel was, even if we have come into him by faith. But it's not because we sin too much or we do the wrong thing. It's not because we hit a certain level of sinfulness where God finally says enough is enough. It's if we fall into unbelief as Israel did. 
If we were ever to say, I don't believe in Jesus anymore, it's hard to imagine how God couldn't break us off just as he broke Israel off from the tree. Now, this idea is certainly open for debate, but those who believe in once saved, always saved must contend with this passage and not ignore it. So for today, let's just do that. Let's take this tough passage and wrestle through it as we go about our day today. Let's challenge the idea of once saved, always saved, and see if it stands up wherever you land on the debate. If you believe that we are once saved, always saved, what do you do with this particular passage? If you don't believe it, why don't you believe it? And what other passages might we point to on each side of the the debate to further this discussion? And then what will we do with all of this information as we wrestle through it, as we pray through it as we discuss it with others and as we come to our conclusions.